BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, Russell Howard and John Richardson. Hello. Thank you very much for downloading our podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Wow. Yeah, a bit of sincerity at the top. I called them all dickheads. Then it didn't I called them dickheads last week. Dickheads. That's a different insult. Yeah, it is. Fair go. Get a oh, room. That girl's got a vagina for her face. <laughs> See, I've done it again because of you. Oh, what that, let's let me start that again. The right, f- face of our producer. Morning, cocksuckers. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> no, thank you very much. I tell really... you how some people listen. When they do their podcast, they go, hi, this is blah, blah. And then I go, hi, this is blah, blah. Yeah. We've never done that. Should we, should we do that? that? Okay. Yeah. Hi, this is... Or should we do each other? Or sh- <laughs> I mean, should we <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's the way to start with us yeah. sodomising each other. <laughs> Sodomising each other? Well, couldn't happen. Not at the same time. Let's prove them wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. All this nonsense aside. Yeah. So let's try that. Okay. Hello. Thanks very much for downing the Russell oh, you've Howard. You've already done it, you see. You're just supposed to go, hi, I'm blah, 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 blah. Hi, I'm Russell Howard. Yeah, and I'm John Richardson. And well, you're d- listening to the Russell Howard and... John Richardson. Pod. John Richardson. Cast. Oh. Um, yeah, alright. That, that was alright, though. Yeah, it's pretty slick. We'll work on that over the next few weeks. Yeah. We just had the figures back for our podcast, haven't we? Go and ahead. they've gone up quickly enough that we should be putting more effort in. Hey, I'll tell you what, um, since you, a couple of weeks ago, said, please write nice things about us, that lots of people are doing it. Right. And it's really lovely of you, so thank you very much for that. There are, uh, you know, still people putting up nasty stuff, but that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Their breath smells of poo, doesn't it, Russell? That's right. We, uh, <laughs> as we, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what my dad said. He said that just their breath smells of poo, so push them in a well. He shouted that 15 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Enjoy this week's where we've got... Um, it's a lot of news quiz stuff. It's really good, actually. News quiz was excellent this week. Uh, Lauro, we've got the story from last week. Um, 4D. Yeah, 4D as well. Lots of giggling. So. And no mention at all of pineapple. So if you're worried about that, just chill out. We don't mention it at all, do we? Nope. So just now though we talked about ken lee and there's a kind of a tenuous link ken lee to jason lee jason lee of course famously called pineapple head right there you go anyways enjoy the podcast six music what was that (laughs) i just felt like doing it (laughs) right old ladies are fancying a cup of tea now because of you (laughs) absolutely that was by the time i get home there won't be much of a place for me by grand national what a power to have if you could just one make old ladies want tea yeah that'd be terrific i think everyone has that power no, they don't. Old ladies just want tea. A murderer doesn't have that skill. He's only good at killing people. Yeah, but he can still make old ladies want tea. Well, how- it's like making a baby want to soil itself. They just do it. Who's doing that? Who's standing in front of a baby going, go on, poo, poo? Mums and dads do it all the time, don't they? Because they're proud of every piece of My dirt friend that Alan's comes out of their tr- kids. Tremendously proud. He showed me a photo the other day of what his child had done. He yeah. said, look, that's for you, that is. Oh. oh. Exactly. And just as I'm eating crunchy nut cornflakes. Yeah, with chocolate syrup on. Yeah. Oh, he said it was chocolate and syrup. And he said, oh, that should be the new crunchy nut adverts. And I smacked him in the face and walked out. Yeah. I did. And, and what did he do to his wife? Just let her get away with it. Made her pregnant her again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Um, right, should we do this? It's the news quiz. There you go. Yes, the quiz oh. about the news. Or other random stuff Russell chucks in. Quiz. So we've got your story now, then. Yes. From last week. This is the last one of these it is. funny story forfeits. Well, let's hope it's funny. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did my best, dear listeners. Shall I play it now? Yeah, it's about... Do you uh, want to tease anyone what it's about? It's about a band. I had to get a dog with human hands in, and I had to get ice cream. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. And it, of course, revolves around John. How do, buggers? Screamed the eight-year-old boy. 
Are you ready to have your tits rocked off? The eight-year-old boy was John Richardson, and his gig at the Penrith Old Folks Home was going tremendously well. So well, in fact, that his manager and financial advisor, Russell Howard, was swaying along with the gyrating pensioners. The music provoked one 85-year-old man to toss aside his Zimmer frame as a wrinkly lady called Sandra bogled against his ancient form. Go on, make her pregnant, you nasty swine, crowed Richardson, his school tie swinging from his sweating forehead. Top stuff, that mate, beamed Howard, ushering his client to his dressing room. I got great news. I ain't doing gay clubs, said John homophobically. John, please, it's 1988, said Howard. I got us a meeting with the head of radio too. Yeah, I'll get to meet Jezza Vine, shouted John. The world of rock was slowly being conquered. Unfortunately for John, the world of school was proving much harder. You see, due to Lancaster's overflowing educational demands, John had been forced to go to an all-girls school. The vicious bitches of Dame Margaret's correctional facility made the crooner's life hell. They pulled his hair. Ow! They stole his marbles. Me tenagoga! And wedgies were an almost daily torture. Me plums! But dear listener, salvation lay around the corner and it would arrive in the mysterious form of Matt Ford, John's closest friend and son of the mysterious alcoholic inventor, Mad Merv Ford. They'll be sorry when I'm feeling Wembley, said John, scratching the word hate into his arm. Bloody right, replied Fordy, simply scratching. See you then, Leslie, yeah? Yeah, Twelve o'clock, brilliant, hmm? That was the Radio 2 bigwig, we're on for tomorrow. I'm gonna be a rock star. But the three friends weren't alone. Jenny Watkins, John's chief tormentor, was nearby with her goons, Sally and Anne-Marie. Oi, Richardson, sing about this! yelled Jenny, picking up a jar of rosy perfume and hurling it at the charismatic frontman. It smashed into John's arm. Me trigger finger! See your gig tomorrow, losers! It seemed hopeless. John's arm lay in tatters, Howard had toiled himself and Fordy had climbed a tree. Minutes earlier, Richardson was going to be the new Ricky Martin. Now he was a broker, never will be. It's so unfair! I wish I could get those girls. I'll help you, said Murr Ford, coughing furiously and swigging from his hip flask. Oz in the bushes watching. I've done one of my inventions. Yes, he had, dear listen. The boys stared in bewilderment at the creature. It was Matt's family dog, Fred. But what had he done to its paws? Fred'll stop those bullies. Look, I've given him human hands. It, it took ages. Whose hands are they? It doesn't matter. Fred'll protect you at the Radio 2 gig tomorrow, won't you, Fred? The hands can do all sorts. Indeed they could. The dog demonstrated karate, taekwondo and knitting. Great, we can take him to the gig. Too late, mate. My hands frigged. You're still coming, though, called Russell, watching the enigmatic ballad spewer drift down the gravelly road. The next day, Howard nervously stubbed out his cigarette. Radio 2 were late, so was John. Would he even show? The crowd were getting angry. Fordy's Alan Partridge impressions would only keep them at bay for so long. After what seemed like an age, John arrived. Dressed head to toe in red leather, he resembled a tiny devil. But would he raise hell with his wounded hand? John's mouth went dry. He couldn't play. It was too painful. He was finished. Or was he? What was that bounding towards the stage? It was Fred the dog. He grabbed John's guitar and howled. 
The gig was on. Minutes later, the place was jumping. The power of music, it seemed, could change the world. The bullies threw their bras at John as he and his pooch guitarist did encore after encore. It had all turned out perfectly. Howard smoothly made his way towards the Radio 2 big roots. What do you reckon? He said and waited for the head of Radio 2's appraisal. Oh, that would absolutely champion that. I'll call Morgan in the morning. Ice cream for everybody! Everyone was happy. Well, almost everyone. At that precise moment, a man woke up in Murford's basement with paws for hands. So there you go. Very nice. Um, got yourself in more trouble <laughs> again absolutely. now, haven't you? you? Got, uh, well, she sent us an email this week saying that was a dreadful impression, so I thought we'd try and wangle Let's do it again. Event. Absolutely. Um, who's this girl? It's a girl that works on the news. Yeah. We got her to do it. Cheers. Um, Well done, everyone. Question one. Far away. Uh, An ice cream man's funeral this week was marked by a coffin covered in ice cream cones, led by an ice cream truck, with all mourners being asked to eat magnums by his grave. Is that true, or is that not true at all? Well, I think a lot of it could be true I just don't think an ice cream man would force people to eat magnums because magnums quite a you know if he's been an uh, an ice cream man for years he's probably going to go 99 flake that's your traditional ice cream magnum you know especially with that bird out of Desperate Housewives trying to flog the mayor one there's no way you put what's that oh she sort of you know the one that everyone hates you just because of, you know, just girls hate Is this it. on After the Apprentice? Because I'm usually out partying. It's just ad- one of your geeks' programmes. <laughs> they don't have adverts on BBC One, do they? But anyways, yeah, she's on all the time eating a, an ice cream going, Maya, mmm, if you, if you eat this, one day I may have sex with you. That's pretty much the gist of it. It's pretty much the gist of all advertising, isn't it? And let me tell you, it doesn't work. I had really? 50, I had 15 of those. She wasn't anywhere. Did you have the honeycomb one? No. Oh, that's what you've got to do. Oh, really? And the, yeah, the, it all comes off. <laughs> Look at you, just wandering into a news agent. I'm going to need an ice cream that's going to get me some tail. So, Tangle Twister. Oh, they're bloody oh, lovely. Oh, Twisters are lovely. They're yeah. outrageously good. Yeah, I had one of them yesterday. Hot, that's like a fruit pasta, lolly. Hot summer's day, slurping it like a dog. <laughs> I am going to say that is false. Now, we had an email in... Um, Especially saying that they don't like the the sounds of the crowd cheering sound the same. Yeah, but everyone hates everything we do. We have to ignore them and do our own thing. But we can have the crowd cheering for if it goes in, and then another noise for if it doesn't. Or we can carry on as we do. What do you want to do? Well, have we got any other options? <laughs> well, if it's wrong, yeah, which what? this is, is it? Yeah, oh. we can have that. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah, fair. so you get tasered every time you get one wrong. Taser or a cheer? Fair and enough. a crowd cheer if you get it right. Okay. But you got that wrong. Really? That was bang wrong. That was all true, what I said. Yeah. There was an article about a company called Colourful Coffins, who do, like, you design your own coffins, yeah, yeah. and you can have them rainbows put on them and all that. What, what an awful situation to find yourself. If you love the, love the bloke, but you were dairy intolerant. Right. Imagine that, and he's oh, yeah. forcing you to eat ice cream, and you're like, look, I really want to, I'll just have a scotch egg or something, I'll show my appreciation in a different way. He debated that. But if I, yeah, but the thing is, I love the bloke, but if I have ice cream, I can't out in hives. Yeah, you'd do that though, wouldn't you? Someone's, the final respect. I don't think I would, if I really hated him, I got, no, I'm not being funny, I hate Magnums. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not have one of them gobstoppers, I'll have one of them. See, but I didn't even like him. I, he ran over. What my are you doing at the funeral? Ran. You just thought it was an ice cream. You just followed the ice cream truck. I'm just there to pick up um, vulnerable women. Oh, nice. Yeah. You've uh, <laughs> 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 it's 
some horrible comments after that article. You know when there's news articles and people can comment, and most people go, oh, it's a really good idea. And mm. one woman just went, it's about time something like this happened, because I have to say, some of the most boring funerals I've ever been to were really? the ones with just ordinary coffins. And you wow. think, that's not the sort of thing you should get home and be rating. That was very dull, wasn't Absolutely it? Absolutely. Yes, that was rubbish. Put on the tally chart next to the fridge. That was worse than the old Lens funeral. Just <laughs> chucked him off a cliff. So that's one. I've never to been me. to a funeral, and God willing, I'll never go to one. <laughs> God willing, my- you'll never go to one. You're yeah. honestly expecting everyone you know to never die. I want to die before everyone else. Right. Before everyone else. Someone just died then. Oh, We've already easy, mate. Don't put that on me. That's not <laughs> my fault. Do you know what I mean? You, you, yeah, look at you just sat there. One, you're like, Bono. One, two, yeah. three, Every four. time I click my fingers. <laughs> but that's Bono, of course, doing an impression of Nelson Mandela. Who's <laughs> wasted. <laughs> Deoxyribonucleic acid tests this week on the tales of dead rats have unearthed a mutant gene prompting scientists... <laughs> I've got an impression of some freaky old lady in a post office. <laughs> mutant gene. I'm mutant gene! <laughs> She's covered herself in, like, sort of green jelly. Yeah. Mutant gene would like some stamps! <laughs> oh, can you just get out, please? You just yeah. have to cue... Oh, joke's on you! What's mutant gene loses it? <laughs> oh, don't show us your old wrinkly bosom. Prompting Because <laughs> you could go on all day there, yeah, couldn't you? It's time I stepped in. Prompting <laughs> scientists to warn people in the West Country about super rats. Super is that rat. True or is that false? Super rats in the West Country. Super rat is of course the thing I ride. I can well imagine that's true. You're gonna say true. <laughs> of course it's true. It's a hundred percent true. Six music. Russell Howard and John Richardson. That was that. What we said it was before. Yep. By, yep. The, by the wombats. I've seen a wombat. Funny looking creature. Aren't they related in some form to the elephant? Are they? I think so. Aren't we all? I think they're one of those kind of uh, you do indeed never forget. Yeah. Unless you're religious, in which case none of us are related. All just happened. Didn't it? I've been reading about religion all week. Fascinating. Right. All I'm, week? Well, not all week, for a day. Um, but I think I'm behind the Dharmic religions. I think that's what I've figured out. Right. Like, because the main ones, the, the gist of all of them pretty much are, oi, don't behave yourself or you're not going to the party. Whereas the Dharmic ones are kind of, come on, don't be a dick. Right. Is that what it Next says? Next week, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've just, <laughs> that's really, but that's the gist of it. This is a new feature called Russell Sums Up Religion. Next week, Buddhism. The, but the thing I don't get about the, the, sort of the Dharmic ones, it, you know, it's all about kind of, you know, self-analysis and being good to your fellow man, which is a fantastic idea, obviously makes sense. But it's the whole idea that if you reach spiritual enlightenment, you're never reborn again. And I just, I don't want that. I don't want to be nothing. I want to be desire. I want to see things. I want to have fun adventures. I want to be kind, tell people and see things happening and let life kind of flow all around me. I don't want to sort of just wander towards nothingness. But then there's part of you that wants to go to the big party upstairs. You yeah. can't have it all. You but can't then have it all. Most parties turn out to be rubbish. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you get up there and it's just God by the fridge? Yeah, you know, uninvited a few people. I don't just, even know who these lot are. They just, just came up. I'd, I'd be happy just playing Xbox with you guys, but you know, yeah. party's in there now. So. They turned up with Lennon, and no one knows who they are. <laughs> they've stolen my bottle over. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? Wesley Snipes has this week been sentenced to three years in prison yes. for thrice failing to submit a tax return. Yes. 
Uh, Woody Harrelson and Denzel Washington both submitted character references, but Snipes' own plea to avoid imprisonment was the statement, I am an idealistic, naive, passionate, truth-seeking, spiritually motivated artist who is merely unschooled in the science of law and finance. Is that true or false? I would imagine that is true. It is pretty ridiculous thing to say isn't I it i don't know i think try and get off a, <laughs> not submitting a tax return for three years oh i'm just a dreamer and i don't know maths yeah really we'll hire an accountant um question four who said the following i believe what i said yesterday i don't know what i said but i know what i think and i assume it's what i said was that donald rumsfeld or was that alistair darling that was um i would imagine alistair uh Alistair Darling has been in the news more than Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld doesn't work anymore, does he? I thought it was Dick Cheney. One of those is gone, so I'd imagine it's Darling. Ah! It's not. It's Rumsfeld, and I can play you him saying it. I believe what I said yesterday. I don't know what I said, uh, but but I I know what I think, and uh, (laughs) I assume it's what I said. There we go. What a cracking quote to have come out of your mouth. What was he talking about? Um, well, exactly. I don't really think he knows. Um, but he must have been, the, the initial question must have been something about the Iraq war. Because yeah, you said, would have thought so. Or <laughs> he, what he had for lunch. Absolutely. We asked you yesterday what you had for lunch. We've he, had an email in from what, Georgina. What's very interesting, he actually was defending Wesley Snipes in court. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that, Wesley. All right. I know what he did. I don't know what he didn't do. But that is to say what he didn't do is what I did do to him yesterday. Did I? Didn't it? Wasn't it? Goodbye. We found this amazing website where you can find out names of people and see how many there are in in england there's how many richard john richardson's um not many were there spelt my way 14 i think there was 46 russell howards there is one luke skywalker in england there are three yodas there is no barry Pooface. yeah not yet ah, ah, christ these trousers and this seat yeah question five harry lee mcginnis while you sort out your nads 80 years old, five-time divorcee, is entering the final leg of his walk around the world at the moment. I reckon it's true. It is true. He's been going ages. He set off when he retired. He's 80, for Christ's sake. Yeah. He's on one of them rascals. You know? What's that? You know, the little rascals like Bobby and the kid. You know, the ones... uh, If you're a very old lady, you get those odd buggy things and you get to drive around. Oh, yeah. And they're called rascals. Mobility carts. I call them call rascals. Them. Do you? Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's from King of the Hill where Bobby gets gout and he says, Fetch my rascal. <laughs> it's one of the best episodes of anything I've ever seen. He, go, he keeps going to this old store eating liver and he gets gout, so he has to get a rascal. It's <laughs> a good impression. He's a wonderful character, isn't he? Bobby from King of the Hill. Does it get better than that? Oh, oh it does, yeah. Do you think Stewie I- and Adam West from Family Guy? Well, I'll give you that. Adam West is properly terrific. What was that fantastic clip you showed us the other day about them sat around? <laughs> playing oh, he's poker playing with poker with dogs. the dogs. <laughs> it's really I'll funny. say it again. <laughs> if I order a pizza, will anybody have a slice? <laughs> what, what I'm said. gonna need more of a commitment than that, Neil. <laughs> um. Now, there's a clip here, which is now irrelevant, but it's some advice about life okay. when you retire by uh, Harry Lee McGuinness. The 80-year-old man. The world. Okay. When you retire, don't sit in front of the TV set and uh, gain 20 or 50 pounds, and drink the beer and eat the sandwiches and can hardly get out of the chair. Go see the world. There wow, what a thing to do with your life. Well done, him. That yeah. one needs a hug. 
I liked the implication that people are looking forward to their retirement so they can sit and drink the beer and eat the sandwiches. Now, I worked 40 years, same company, but now I'm just eating sandwiches. Did you play that clip because it sounds a little bit like our friend Craig Campbell in the future? <laughs> maybe, maybe I did. A lot of folks uh, sat down uh, on their asses <laughs> while I walk in the world. <laughs> What a brilliant old man. God, that's a fantastic story. Well done. Question five, six, six, seven, six. Question six, three, two to you, I believe. We'll have a song after this. Um, yes, we will. Oh, maybe we should have the song now then. Hell no. All right then. Um, then I'm going to change the question. Uh, question seven. Russell Brand this week described maths as sexy and the only truthful language in a world with so many lies. Well, I would imagine that is uh, false. It's false. It was said, but not by he. It was said by John Hurt. There's been some staggering PR this week, hasn't it? He hasn't been in the papers for ages. And then there's been loads of stories about him having sex with Hollywood actresses. John Hurt? No, no. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, I think you're a speed demon. Um, <laughs> we've had a... Uh, Laughing about it. We've had a te- Laughing about we've it. Had a text. Unbelievable. Um... Oh, can we get Speed Demon by uh, Michael Jackson, please? That's a great song. No, we is. cannot. We can have Let's All Speed Be Sensible Demon, by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, I used to sing that in the mornings before I used to go to school when I was eight. We'll play it next week. There's a home video of me singing along to that. Can we play a slowed down version of it? In case <laughs> yeah, anyone exactly. gets hurt. <laughs> Speed Demon, that's right, it's a 30. Cool off, pal. Come on, there might be kids crossing. They've got lives to lead. Exactly right. This is from Lisa. She says, hi guys, loving the show this morning. Can I just say that I'm thoroughly enjoying Adam's legs on the webcam? Mm. Hello, Lisa. Ah, oh. so Goodbye, Ad- Jonathan Cole. Adam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam did ask if you could send in a photo, Lisa. Yeah. I did not You did. You absolutely said that out loud. And he's allergic to clothes, looking at him. If he looks at clothes, he's sick. Yeah. So have that, bear that in mind. Um... Question six. Four two. Question seven, then. Four two to me. Um, honeybees. Me, Russell Howard, the 45th. Honey Russell to Howard. the bee that chew for me. Racist. Ho- no, it's not. Chew. What? Well, how did you pronounce it? Honey to the bee, that's you for me. Oh, okay. I was singing Billy Piper, mate. Okay. You got problems. Honeybees. She's pregnant, isn't she? I never touched her. I was just singing her song. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if I could make women pregnant by singing their music. Yeah, I was going to say. Look out, Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, everyone in every musical ever made. Oh, yeah, Lady Look Page. out, Andy Lloyd Webber. You'll be crapping babies by the week's Midnight. <laughs> at her age as well. Honeybees could be extinct within 10 years as a result of a virus which is wiping them all out and could lead to the equal extinction of broccoli and blueberries in this country. Is that true or false? Wow, where's the link? So, uh, h- honeybees go, and bro- broccoli and blueberries are cross-pollinated by insects such as bees who gather pollen and spread them. So, if bees go, then you can kiss your blueberry juice goodbye, are they and busy? your blueberry muffins, and your blueberry donuts, and your broccoli cake. So, bees are making broccoli for. I didn't know that. I thought they were mainly concerned. So, they're very, very busy. Bees are unbelievable. Yeah. So, they're, and they're fascinating. So, they and the way they they get it on is terrific, isn't it? Actually, not even the way they get it. <laughs> I don't know. They oh, that's lovely. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's top dollar. <laughs> Wine oh. in, dine in. Oh, he's, oh, he's, <laughs> left, his, he's left his bit in. Uh-huh. But the, um, 
the uh, the way they tell uh, everyone where the honey is, they do a little dance. It's all based on dance. That's what I do when I'm out clubbing. Yeah, you do. I do a little dance to show everyone where yeah. the honey is. What, what's at. wrong? What's wrong, Joe? What? <laughs> He's pointing no, at something no, with his butt tacks. What, what's he? Are you, are you all right? What? Oh, what's he doing? Honeybees. Helicopter crash. Honeybees have got a virus that could kill them all within ten years. Is that true or false? It's a story about bee aids. Um, yeah, I think it's true. It is true, what and they're going to make a film about um, bees and what would happen if they went missing. Well, let's be in it. We could be dancing bees. I've got the trailer for it now. Oh, They've okay. already started making it. Okay. In a world where honey means money and nectar means rewards, what would you do if the buzzing stopped? They're all dead. They're all dead. Stung. In movie theaters, May eighteenth, rated BG. Look out for that. BG, BG, you see what I've done there. You could not no, resist. I couldn't. I had lived that when we were filming it as well. Lovely stuff. Um, you know, I was on about wombats earlier. Yes, you've this, seen one. I have. Listen, to this. This is a cracking story sent in from Barry Landy. Right, subject wombats. Uh, he goes... Is he from Australia? No, he says, Morning, lads. Seeing as Russell was talking about wombats being funny little creatures, I thought you'd like this. It's taken from the Sun website, right? A man... This is the story. A man was sentenced to community service after claiming to be the victim of a sex attack by a wombat, right? An experience which left him speaking Australian. Kiwi Ross Craddock, 48, made an emergency call to police in February. What did he say to the police? What was the emergency call? I've got a wombat on me, dong dat. Yep, he said that the wombat, there's a wombat raping me at home <laughs> and I need help. <laughs> and the man from the South Island of Motta, Tega, called back later and said, apart from speaking Australian now, pretty much all right, you know. <laughs> after the, this is a great bit, after the orchard worker pleaded guilty to using a phone for fictitious purposes, he was handed 74 hours community work. The court heard from police prosecutor Sergeant Chris Stringer, who said that Craddock's life was blighted by alcohol. <laughs> The community works at the zoo, though, so uh, it's all turned out nice. I think that's terrific. I love the idea that someone who gets a little bit sozzled, I think people like that should be rewarded. Do you know what I mean? If you get drunk and you don't go out fighting and you don't go out, you know, eating and spewing all over the streets, instead you rig up the police going, can you help us out? I'm getting raped by an animal. I think that's funny. Maybe not phone the police. Maybe there should be a different line for people. It does cost money when they do hold calls. I'll say this now. I'll take that phone... Give me all the folk yeah. phone calls in the world. That would cheer me up no end. Oh, you get tiresome now. Four o'clock in the morning. Oh, if I both... My legs have turned into marshmallow. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to sleep. Six music. Australia's second largest city, Gratz. Thanks, Gratz. Has mm. banned mobile phones on all public transport. I imagine you, that's true. because That's the reason it's in the news, kids, because that's some sort of Valhalla for you. Yeah, it's too easy, mate. Yeah, well, you know, I've picked interesting stories, and I didn't want to. I was going to just change them, but I couldn't be bothered. I was mm. going to change that to another Austrian city and cheat, but you know, Where, what's the point in that? But what what is the point of banning phones? To stop people talking like idiots. Loud. People don't talk like idiots. Yeah, people are having do. conversations. It's fun. Now they can get off the bus and have the conversation. No, I had to get a bus this week, and I did not enjoy it. And the driver was a complete tool. He was a real angry, deliberately not telling people when the stops were, and then when they pressed the b- bing-bong to tell him to stop, he went past the stop. And they hey, went, b- excuse me! And he went, Jesus. 
and pulled over. Sorry for making you do your job. No, no, your problem is, pal, I pressed the bing bong back there and you're acting like a right idiot. And there was an American guy on the bus and he was giving it all. Jeez, does it usually take this long for a bus in this city? I'm like, Jesus, I gotta go meet my buddy Paul and now I'm late. We're having kablob-lobs over at Schmoogly. <laughs> I'm gonna be late for my kablob-lob. So, it's, I'm getting battered, basically. Um, now, this question is... Well, I think all of us want to know who your American boyfriend is. <laughs> he was just some guy going to meet his mate, and then he phoned up. Hey, 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 I'm having a nightmare on the bus, too. He was going to meet his mate, like, Carl, and then he clearly ph- he's phoned his mate and goes, So I'm stuck now, I can't get a bus, so you're going to come to me or what? Because you tell me I use the DLR, I can't use the DLR, there's no goddamn DLR. And he gets really angry at his mate, and then phones his other mate, and he goes, So did I tell you Carl's an asshole? You've got a laugh. Funny yeah. it was. Well, listen to that. Listen to that. What a wonderful conversation you've been privy to. Off a bus. Yeah, but... Oh, off a bus. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't on the bus. Yeah. She was waiting for the bus. But he could have been... Yeah, he tried it, to shoot me down. He could have been witty on the bus with that conversation. It would have made the it bus It would have wound journey. me up on the bus. Why? I'm looking at sights playing I Spy with myself. Well, that's a sad, sad state of affairs. <laughs> a baby from Korea has signed a £1 million record deal with Sony this week, and I can play you a clip... Of the baby from Korea singing what got him signed or didn't get him signed. Uh, and are the baby from Korea's parents leaning over him trying to make him defecate? No, mm. they're just enjoying his beautiful, beautiful music. So, that baby has been signed up for a £1 million record deal with Sony. Is that true or false? Well, that was a very awkward little clip you played then. Was it? Very funny. Yeah? But you feel very bad, don't you? There's all kinds of kind of... a talented kid. Politically incorrect. I don't know whether I'm allowed to laugh. Am I allowed to laugh? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so scared. Well, I laughed when I watched it the first time, and I laughed when I watched it the twelfth time, and I laughed when I played it then. You're going to laugh. Of course you're going to laugh, but all I'm saying is there will be people in the world who will say, you should not laugh at things like that. Yes. Now, if it were a story... (laughs) Um, I I love the idea that that's true. Um, I don't think it is, because let's be honest, that kid is appalling. Uh, Oh, daggers. If it was my kid, I'd flush it down the river. That is not singing. He's playing a guitar while he does that, you know. I'd hit him with the guitar. He can't sing. Right, so you're saying it's false. Russell said false. He hasn't been signed up. He should do, though. I'll sign him up. Not for a million pound deal. I'll send him a tenner or something, get him to record an album. Um, They have signed up three priests from Northern Ireland. But then looking around, I also found this clip. Now, this is a woman on the Bulgarian version of Pop Idol singing uh, a Mariah Carey song, Can't Live Without You. She thinks she's singing it in English, and it's a perfect example of when you think you know the words. And it reminds me of when I'm singing Gypsy Kings, and I really go for it, and I think I'm singing the Spanish words, and clearly I'm not. It's actually a story we've just heard. The Gypsy Kings are all pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So this is her singing in English, uh, Can't Live Without You, which she thinks is a love ballad called Ken Lee. No one can to get to save me. No young please to show my live. Where I'm gazing, Joseph, but then I'm let you more. 
That was Ken Lee to Liberty Without You there. Christ, that's good, isn't it? That is very funny. If you'd like to see that how, clip. How lovely would it be if there's a man called Ken Lee? <laughs> I think there is, probably. Listening to our show now. He's just woken up. Maybe he had an argument with someone he loves last night. And he's got a lovely Bulgarian lady singing, Ken Lee! I advise Ken, like all our listeners, if he would like to see the clip of that, uh, you can go to our website, bbc.co.uk forward slash shows forward slash six music. And that's our video of the week. You can find it on the website. The Russell Howard and John Richardson podcast. Six music. Police in Congo have arrested 13 sorcerers after a wave of lynches over the alleged use of black magic to steal men's penises. Uh, I'm going to say that is. Uh, uh, let's be honest, we'd quite like to see the lineup. That'd be quite funny. Uh, that's false. It's true. Wow. It's true. The claim is that the sorcerers. It is incredible. I woke up this morning. They used to touch people and cause their genitals to shrink or disappear. Alan Kalala, a phone credit vendor, said, It's real, we've seen it. What was left was tiny. Wow. Yeah, so he's been going around looking at it to make sure it's true. They could have been heroes, those fellas. Yeah, or just men who were born with small appendages who were blaming sorcerers for it. I've never done that. I've sunk to some depths, <laughs> but I've never tried to have my neighbour locked up as a witch. What was all that about? Ah, oh, just have this bloody wizard touch me. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Um, so you win the quiz, I have to do the thing, and this is The Art of Parties by Japan, on the other side of which we have... Matt Ford, the thing we should say is that you are going to be getting your quote read out on a local radio station, and the quote is going to be from the film Anchorman. Okie dokie, challenge set. You know what time it is, didn't you? It's ten past twelve coming up. Guess again. We're singing two places. That's when I sweat the most. Yes. We're singing two places. Men and sex. I'm not Bruce Willis. <laughs> My head is one big party. Party. Good evening. All right, Britain. How you doing? You alright? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. How are you? Recovered? Uh, not fully, no. You and, <laughs> you and Dustin Diamond here hit the mead pretty heavy <laughs> last night, I understand. Yeah, that's right. We, oh, we went to this pub. What was it called? The, bar, I should the we Barley Mole. Should we, oh, we're giving him the publicity now. <laughs> yeah, he this was good, g- though. It's a good pub. He's an absolute publicity hound, this guy. He just went on to UFOs, didn't he? Yeah. Got all these magazines out saying, we're UFO capital of Britain, we're Oh, yeah, UFO came over, it was oval. It had lights. <laughs> I was like, really? Could you see it in detail? It were aliens. He <laughs> was absolutely off his rocker, And then he? he told this big, long story about a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> was, he put the reveal in far... You know when you work out a story a minute in, he did this whole... Because, you know, usually I can switch everything off in the pub with my eyes shut, do you know what I mean? TV, microwave, bang, off, off, off. This one night I'm doing it, I feel a presence behind me. Something's got hold of me, my back is aching. <laughs> And he says, I spun round to deck it, like, thinking it were a rubber. Did he say the word spun round to deck it? I spun round to hit it, oh, thinking it were a rubber. Uh, and it was always behind me, always behind me. And I reached round, I grabbed it, and it were warm. It were warm and furry. <laughs> and you go, oh, 
that's his cat then. Yeah, yeah. And then the story went on for like 10 more minutes and I was grappling with it and eventually it just ends with, and I pulled it round and it worked cat. And you yeah, oh. I laughed because I didn't see it coming. <laughs> of course, you laughed. You'll laugh at anything. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's so word. wonderful about you. I understand you've been uh, urinating out the back of a tent. No, that's not true at all. I did everything. I did all my business in the Lulu. <laughs> he did, but he made a big fuss of it at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Ser- seriously, com- Will, mate, let me in your house. Seriously, <laughs> Will, mate. I'm not joking. Seriously, let me in your house. You're an idiot. <laughs> I can't do anything. Oh, why, do you, why are you just doing the trees? Because it was, it, it, we were camping in his back garden. Yeah, you could have had a slash on a tree, that's fine. Nah, man, that's disrespectful. We went up to the castle, didn't we? I took oh. some videos. Oh. Is it possible to put mobile phone videos up on the on the internet off my phone? Because I did some it. reenactments with 4D of the film. I'll try and put them up on the website today. Um, <laughs> we ended up getting <laughs> spooks and legging it. I bet, yeah. I guess it the... was behind the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Begging for everyone to just slow it down a bit. Yeah. Bringing up the rear. I think you were holding back so that if it did kick off, you'd be the first one involved. And I understand yeah. that you were making some strange noises last night as well. I beg your pardon. Whilst you slept. You snore, mate. You really do. Well, look at me. What do you expect, man? I'm a big and boy and I've got asthma. <laughs> <laughs> what what a catchphrase. <laughs> Matt Ford, I'm a big boy and i got asthma. For me, it's a full-time job. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone with uh, What bothers me about snoring? I'm cheesy, I'm wheezy, I'm <laughs> Matt Ford. They all say this, because you say it as well. You say, listen, if I start snoring, just wake me up. Yeah. But you don't really mean it, because I threw a sleeping bag wrapper at you in the middle of the night. Do you remember this? No. No, of course you don't. You didn't even wake up. But so much was your will not to be woken up that all you said was, you bleep, you effing bleep. (laughs) And then you rolled back over and went back to sleep. That is the truth. You didn't even. You've been barley mow too much, mate. Yeah. Up on you. you went back to snoring straight away. That was what <laughs> I, was I God, thought. Oh, I've bleep. woken him up and he's angry. But you didn't even wake up. You just subliminally swore <laughs> at me. I never called you a bleep. Someone sent in some quotes. We had two sent in. Oh, me. I'd love to do. We should do that every week. No real reason. No, no, but it's just good. You hear things like, like, yeah. Hello, Russell. This is a very funny quote I came across in my school physics department. A man called Groucho Marx once said, From the moment I picked up your book until the moment I put it down, I laughed convulsively. Someday I intend to read it. Mm. Funny, isn't it? It's a slow burner. You think, yeah. oh, I don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. It's a joke. Talking of funny men who often say things that are quote worthy, Mark Lawrence. Neil Sedata. No? No. Mark Lawrence, now we've been threatening to do this for a while. We've finally done it. We've, we've written Mark Lawrence in a sitcom. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, Laura wants to do this thing uh, where he's, he's written a fighting fantasy book. Choose your own adventures. That's right. Depending on which side of the country you grew up on. Absolutely. Uh, if, you'd, if you'd like to hear it, um, well, you're going to hear it. If you don't, <laughs> tough. I'm afraid. I'm really sorry. But this is Laura and the Warlocks of Doom. Enjoy. Laura and the Warlocks of Doom. Scene two. The beginning. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Castle Deepdale, the home of Loro, five times league winner, European Cup winner, ruler of the kingdom of Match of the Dacia, and all-round good guy. Joining him in his castle is loyal manservant Manish Basin. Although at peace for many years, prophecies have foretold of a gathering army headed by evil necromancer Jeff Spelling and his evil sly sports henchman. Follow carefully his tale, for you will soon decide the fate of our hero as we join Loro for the first adventure. Chapter 1. The Breakfast from Hell It is a clear, crisp morning. 
but the air is thick with the stench of treachery. Blissfully unaware of this, our hero pads his way delicately down the castle stairs from his boudoir, almost tripping over his 1987 League Cup winner's medal. Oh, you bugger! Pouring his Cocoa Pops into his favourite bowl and reciting his morning mantra. What's that, Mr Milk? You don't want to be made all chocolatey? Tough. Laura becomes aware of two things. Firstly, the castle seems eerily silent. He'd had the boys round the night before and had expected Stubbsy snoring to echo round the chambers as he slept. Secondly, and perhaps even more striking, he is sure that something seems different about Manish. What could it possibly be? Gently stirring his cereal, he makes the decision to subtly probe his friend. Chuckling at his own use of the word probe, Loro begins to delve. Manish, have you always been a cat? Manish stares back like a cat. He is definitely a cat. Loro's head spins. What is going on? It is too early to deal with all this. Is it a dream? Or has some sick factory worker put mind-bending drugs into his breakfast? Better safe than sorry, cries the brave defender as he forces his fingers down his throat. That's better, thinks Loro as he picks up Manish. And his water pistol and sets off to wake up the lads, Hanson, Lineker, Stubbsy and Giles. This is gonna mess him up, he predicts, wiping the rice puffs from his chin. But when he gets to the sitting chamber, his blood runs cold. In the space where the night before he had left four slumbering pundits, there were now just four empty sleeping bags. Written in what looks like blood on the wall are the words, I have them now. Jeff Spelling. The evil warlock had taken Loro's chums and brought war to the once peaceful lands of Match of the Dazia. What will our hero do? Decision time. Do you, A... Risk everything and embark upon the perilous journey from Castle Deepdale to rescue your friends? Or do you, B, gleefully apply for the vacant presenter's job on Match of the Day and celebrate by watching all of the Home Alone movies back-to-back with a prawn jow frazy? Cut to the studio for decision-making. Now, so this is our decision, John. Do we go after them? Well, what's happened? Uh, Laura's chums have been stolen by the evil necromancer Jeff Spelling and his Sky Sports henchmen. Sly Sports. Sly Sports henchmen. And more jokes than you ever dared to dream of in that script. <laughs> so, what are we going to do? Oh, it'll be quite good to see Laura presenting match of the day on his own, in his dressing gown, sat I there, a so. brandy to one side. I, uh, <laughs> let's do it my way. I've yeah. been wanting to do it for ages. A bevy of semi-naked ladies in the background, him being witty 24-7. Far of the games were rubbish. Yeah, so uh, instead... what Home videos. Do, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to show you various clips I've done this week of just him sort of kneeling behind an old lady as she gets yeah. pushed over. Hey, down you go! I've ripped off TV burp. I make no bones about it, but yeah. it's better. TV bone, I call it. <laughs> So we'll go option B then, shall we? I think we absolutely have to go option B. Here we go. You have selected the DVDs. Deciding that he probably couldn't do anything anyway, Loro sends Manish to fetch the Pringles and eyes up his lazy boy recliner. Halfway on the safe and perilous journey to his DVD cabinet, he cries out in pain. I lent the entire trilogy to that friggin' Papa Booba Diop at Fratton Park. Reaching for the cyanide, our hero decides to end it all. No, 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 hey, hey, hey. We'll do we Return to the studio, where a new decision is made. You have chosen to leave the castle and reunite your team. Packing a rucksack, you choose to take with you a compass, a map of the territory... 
some jammy dodgers, and your portable DVD player, aiming to contact Booba Diop en route. You mount your trusty steed, Logan, <laughs> and ride off into the enchanted Fishergate Forest. Join me next week as I continue the search for my friends and head towards the final showdown. Well, there you go. He's off. We've started, and we never took our finger off the page, so that didn't that, count yeah, when so he died. Yeah, Don't yeah. count, never counted. We nearly lost him. Get, 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 get your tips out. All right, then. Do you want to, do you want the environment one or one that I think is a lie? I think I would like the one that you think is a lie. Okay, okay. This week's Get Your Tips Out for the Lads is from Tara and St. Albans. Get, get your tips out. Hi, Russell and John. Love the show. I wouldn't class this as a tip, but it's kind of interesting. Did you know it's possible to charge your iPod using an Onion, Powerade, and your USB charger? John, send an email to that heretic. She's a liar. It can't be done. <laughs> you simply poke two holes in the onion with I a screwdriver. I did not! I did what? Well, okay. Like every Sunday. Yeah. Poke two holes in the onion with a screwdriver. Leave the onion to absorb in the Powerade for about 30 minutes. Take it out, plug your USB into your iPod, and shove the other end in the top of the onion. <laughs> you can use this in an emergency, like being stuck in the wild and having no tunes because your battery's gone flat. It's possible because there are electrolytes in the Powerade that react with the onion to create electricity. What a cracking definition. Whoa, no, because it's possible because it reacts with the onion. How does it? So okay. technically, you know when you see those American football things and they tip the Gatorade on the coach at the end of the season? He's getting an electric shock. If you were to put two onions in his... Or on his fingers, put onions on the end of his fingers. You mm. could pa- make him power your city. Oh, if he just had a ploughman's lunch, he could kill himself if he burst. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dead. Can that be done? I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> and um, per, per, this week's uh, publish, publicising the podcast uh, comes from Rob Perkins on the note of advertising the podcast. I'm in Sri Lanka at the moment on work experience. Wow! Sh- I went to the Orton Gazette. It was crap, and she's going to <laughs> Sri Lanka. I tried to write, download the Russell Howard and John Richardson podcast in the sand, but it was a losing battle with the tide, so I just told wow. the person next to me instead. It's a slower process, but the tide can't beat me that way, so we've broken Sri Lanka. So that is incredible that, some, that somebody is uh, taking on the Indian Ocean yeah. in an attempt to uh, publicise our show. And that's it. And that is the end of the show. Time to go. BBC Six Music. Well, that was the podcast. Thank you very much uh, for listening to the podcast. I've forgotten how to talk. That hasn't gone well. It went well. He just broke it down a bit. Yeah. Turning into a robot. Maybe he turned into a robot. Nah. Not the way you move. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no robot dance like that. Wow. What a bitch. (laughs) Um, That was a really catty dance. I'm not allowed to say that. And what was the first thing you did this morning? Was it to say, hello, how was your week? Or was it to instantly rip the mick out of what I was wearing? Rip the mick. Yeah, I, just I went said, to say something else and then I realised I can't. You look like there a page. Be kids listening. You look like a page boy. It's good. It's just them big collars look funny on you. You look like Harry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go, impressions. Anyways, that was the podcast. We you should c- do more impressions. Go on, do one now. Do Moira Stewart. Hello, I'm Moira Stewart. I said do Moira Stewart. Oh, sorry. Moira! <laughs> it's on. Um, so thanks for downloading. Tell your friends to download. Advertise our podcast in various ways. That's yep. the challenge of the moment, isn't it? To find mm. the person. Still being one, really, by the person who written it, it on a rock. Mm. So yes. if you can beat that. Absolutely. Then do. Yes. But uh, listen to our show live every Sunday, 10 till 1. Uh, email us, russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. And take care of yourselves and the people you love. And strangers. BBC Six Music Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
If you liked Russell Howard and John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music.